to the table today. You've got Kim, Mark, Sam, and Dan. Hey, we're glad you joined us today. Glad you're joining in with us today. We're so thankful that you hit that play button and welcome to the Family Mission Podcast. Welcome. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And you got the whole, whole family. Crew. Yes. Whole crew. Yeah, we're all here. Team Spellman. <laughs> yes. We're holding it holding down the fort. Okay. Well, we're gonna jump right into some discussion today here at the table. Mm-hmm. And um Grab you a cup the of proverb- coffee. The proverbial table. The yes. proverbial table. <laughs> the table. Now, you know, the table is really important. That's right. And, you know, sadly, uh, some people don't even sit at a table to have dinner anymore. True. And um, the sad thing about that is what it really represents in the Jewish home. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, what does it represent? Well, because God knew he was going to build everything he was doing around family. Oh. Everything was going to hang on the home. Everything was going to be built eternally with family. Mm-hmm. It's an eternal structure. It's an eternal plan. And so that's why the home is so very important. It and, is. you know, you referred to the Jewish culture. The Jews, um, what they understood because of God's emphasis upon they the home. They still do. <laughs> they still do. Exactly. They uh, <clears throat> Go check out a Jewish home. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But they, they looked at the home, you know, as a temple mm-hmm. and the table as an altar. Oh. Right? Hello. Welcome the, to the altar today. Exactly. <laughs> welcome, so welcome to the altar. A lot was emphasized upon the table, and that's why even the Lord Jesus said, uh, Psalm 23, I'll prepare a table before you. Even in the presence, presence of, of your, your enemies. enemies. So, it, like Sam said, it's kind of the proverbial table. It's an, it's an understanding that we're going to gather around the table with the king today. Hello. Amen. He's at the front and center. That's right. Always the head a, of the table spot. <laughs> well, and, and the more that we push into the Lord, the more I think it, it comes to realization that the more it's a part of our everyday life. Yeah. You when know? it should be. It's not just uh, a religious experience whenever we go to an altar or we go to the t- a lot of those words have been placed in a box of mm-hmm. religion or theology or you know it's just your opinion when in reality we are spiritual beings mm-hmm. we should be versed in spiritual things we should be clearly able to understand and discern things and walk in things and decisions and you know whether it's a proverbial table or not we should be able to understand it as people mm-hmm. so that we can even commune and have a you know a healthy dialogue with our creator you know I like how you said Sam uh, the box and this was the hard shift that people struggled with when Jesus came to introduce the fullness of of everything the Old Testament was foreshadowing. Oh. The, the temple, the ritual worship, all the different things God commanded them to do. They were in obedience when they did them, but it was ultimately to point to the time that would come when Christ would fulfill all things. And that which was happening inside the, quote, the box or inside the temple, the structure God had even commanded, whether it was the tabernacle, the tent in the wilderness, whether it was the temple of Solomon, God commanded those things to be built. 
Yet, it was just a point to the time when Christ would then allow God to move back into his temple, which was the heart of man. And that shift away from the box, so to speak, we call it proverbially, into an everyday walk as the temple of the Lord that we become, like 2 Corinthians 6, 1 Corinthians 6, we become the temple of the Lord, where it's an everyday experience with God. It's an everyday encounter. It's an ongoing conversation with the Lord, Him speaking to us, us speaking to Him. Well, it's living in His presence Mm 24-7. It's a a dwelling place, an an inhabitant, Mm -hmm. a a tabernacle. Yes. You just think how simple this is because what we're wanting to really kind of dive into today is the reality of the heart Mm -hmm. and the heart being like dirt, the heart being like soil. soil. So the Lord didn't build a box. He doesn't inhabit a box. He created the heavens Mm -hmm. and the earth. And if you look at the earth, it speaks of his goodness. Mm -hmm. It speaks of who he is. And he made dirt, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, not to oversimplify it, but he didn't make a box. He mm-hmm. made dirt. Exactly. And then he made us. <laughs> he made us. Out of the dirt. Exactly. Give me something. <laughs> so we, again, back to the beginning, which is what a big heart of family mission is, is helping people hit the reset, go back to the beginning. In the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. He made the earth. But what he gave Adam and Eve, once they were formed and all that was set in order, is he built a garden called Eden. And literally that garden was like a seed that he said, now I want you to grow this garden. I want you to replenish the earth. So even the garden, Garden of Eden, was a seed that he intended that this seed would grow and replenish the earth with. So he gave man a planet. Mm -hmm. He gave man within that planet that big ball of dirt he gave him a specific <laughs> garden called the garden of eden yeah and see now through full redemption god yes. taking back all that was lost he covertly now this is what's awesome he covertly bypassed the enemy the enemy of our soul and he reestablished the garden of eden but he did it in the heart of man so now and this is why the enemy fights family this is why he fights marriage this is why he fights the home because this is the intimate place where life's being lived where the heart is being stewarded and we yeah. got and that's Especially what we want to get into today age. is just talking about how we steward mm-hmm. our heart and so it's so important so let's go to mark chapter four as we kind of begin our conversation today this is a very famous parable, probably one of the most famous classic. parables. This is a classic parable. Exactly. Or you could say a story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. parable's kind of a theological word, but um, it's a story. Jesus told stories. Yes, he did. And so these Life stories, stories, they mm-hmm. were, uh, it's interesting how the stories both hid and revealed. Mm-hmm. The the stories hid truth from those who didn't have ears to hear it, and the stories revealed truth to those who did have ears. And that's why he always said, he who has ears to hear. Let him hear. Let him hear. And he, so he told these stories. And this is one of the more famous stories. In fact, Dan, do you have it pulled up in Mark 4? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why don't you just read verses 1 through 9 and just read that to us. Okay. Again, he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables, and in his teachings he said, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed 
fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. The other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. The other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Praise Ooh. God. Very good, Dan. Man, that was, <laughs> I love, man, when someone reads the word uh-huh. and, you know, there's just. They emphasize certain they things. They emphasize certain things and it's just the Holy Spirit just spotlights things. So as Dan was Depth. reading. That was depth. just powerful. It had no depth to it. <laughs> okay, so the depth. What is that? What did, when you read that, what did, what did the Lord really speak to you? What did you see in reading that? Well, just when there's no depth to something, it is thin and it's easily washed away. If there's no place for it to grab hold, mm-hmm. it, it has no way to no hold words. against the elements or the wind or things like mm-hmm. that. But just any sort of turbulence and yep. you know oncoming force, you can't you know, face it if so you don't no have roots. anything to grab onto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the, even the no roots, I think that whenever you talk about that and you talk about that being the heart of man, why is like the enemy's number one tactic in this mm-hmm. day and age oversaturation? Yeah. It's always oversaturation. He is just throwing everything in the kitchen mm-hmm. sink at you mm-hmm. and nothing can take full root. Yeah. You know, and so there's such an uneasiness. There's a frailty mm-hmm. to the heart. Mm-hmm. Where you feel like there's, I don't have any solidarity. I don't have any foundation, yeah. you know, and that that's a, a very ploy. Yeah, I think the, of the enemy in that regard. And look at what social media, the internet, as good as some of this has been, it's really brought a real uh, difficulty for people to focus. Well, there's just uh, there's so much available that how how can you sort through all the weeds? Well, and I, that's what comes to my mind whenever you said there's so much thrown at us because there is a lot of weed Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. lot of weeds that that you have to and unless you are skillful Mm -hmm. at taking every thought captive so when you hear something then a thought is produced and you know sometimes we have to be um very, very in tune and aware. You know, Brother Hagen used to say, um, if you'll be more selective. Yeah, you'll be more effective. You'll be more effective. Well, and, 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 and I think even... The commercial even, used to say, choosing moms, choose Jeff. That's oh, right. Well, <laughs> I love it. Oh, Gotta be more that's choosy. That's an inside that's table there's a, story. There's I had that there. That's, that's good. Choosing moms, I always, choose I always bring that up because... And this is a this is a good thing. Mom has um, helped us. We get this organic peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Little little in you know little deep dive into how we operate here. <laughs> we got this organic peanut butter, but I used to like Jif peanut butter. I thought it was real cool. It was real creamy. You can spread it easy. Some of this organic. <laughs> there's, peanut the, there's there's the root. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this organic peanut butter. You can't spread it. Mm-hmm. It's like unspreadable. And then it tears up the bread that you're trying to spread <laughs> exactly. it on. Exactly. <laughs> then you have a whole you got a whole problem on your hands. So I looked at the back of Jif and I discovered that it, uh, the secret to Jif is they put molasses in it. If you're curious, you, you can read the ingredients of it. They put molasses, which helps kind of thin it. It's water, molasses, and peanuts, basically. So if mm. you take organic ground peanut butter, 
water it a little bit, kind of stir it, and then add some back blackstrap molasses. To taste. You, to taste. You basically can pull off Jif at your house. Yeah. That's a free recipe. <laughs> that's a, free. That's a Sam, Sam thing. <laughs> I figured and, it out. And the reason this came out is because choosy moms. Choose Jif. So it's exactly. about being choosy. It's about being focused. Selective. And selective. selective. Because with the barrage that the internet brings to us, um, we our heart can get so cluttered. It can be like that proverbial closet that we don't want to open because it just gets so packed and packed and packed. And we know that, man, if I ever open that thing up, we're going to have not just a Saturday project. This thing's going to crack open a week project. Well, and, and you think about this because we're talking about the heart. Mm-hmm. And guard your heart mm-hmm. for out of it what flow the issues of life the issues of life so to guard a heart you know um is very important and and i know that it's something that we worked with the guys at a very young age um and and we still to this day we we guard we tend and guard our garden and the garden of a heart is very um it, it it's it's good ground mm-hmm. and we don't want to put a bunch of weeds in because yeah. because if you open the door and you let the weeds in you know I used to do this thing with the boys <clears throat> pardon me I used to do this thing with the boys when they were very young I mean like two three four years old where something would happen they would do something and when they would do it I it was not good and it, it, it was not a good thing it was something that would actually open the door mm-hmm. to the enemy with my hands, I used to say, and I'd take my hands and I'd put them together, and then I'd open, mm-hmm. like take my part at my wrist and say, you're opening the door, and we don't want to open the door to the enemy in any way. We want to shut the door, mm-hmm. and I used it as a little tool for them to grasp at their very young age mm-hmm. that we have to guard because this is why Jesus told stories because stories give you images they give you experience they relate something to you and here's another image referring to this about the heart and soil you know why is it that a fence post is going to rot talking about a wooden (laughs) one yeah why does a fence post rot because (laughs) non-treated because as soon as you put that fence post in the soil Mm -hmm. the soil because of how God made it it's going to go to work in chemistry and chemical ways to begin to try to grow what just got stuck in it because you don't have to believe for the soil to do it you don't Mm -hmm. have to command the soil to do it you don't have the soil is going to do what god created it to do and it's going to grow anything that's put in it and this is why um, you referenced a verse i want to give everyone listening that reference because it talks about it proverbs 423 Talking about guarding the heart. And in the Amplified Classic, it says, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, and above all that you're guarding, for out of it flow the springs of life. In other words, whatever gets in our heart. And so if we're going to protect the garden, the garden of our marriage, the garden of our home, the garden of our finances, the garden of our life, the garden of our emotions, I mean, our inward life, if we're going to protect it and guard it, then we have to realize, like Jesus taught in that parable, no matter what you put in the heart, it's going to grow. Mm -hmm. And whether it's the weeds that choke out the word, um, whatever it's going to be, we want to be good ground 
and I, and I can't remember how what version were you reading, Dan? I was reading the ESV. The ESV version. ESV. You know, it talks about eventually if we're good ground, then we're going to produce some thirty-fold, some sixty-fold, some hundred-fold yield on the seed that was sown. And I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation, um, verse 20, because I think it's really important. It says, But the seed sown on good soil represents those who open their hearts to receive the word, and their lives bear good fruit. Mm. Some yield a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times more than was sown. Amen. And, you know, today, um, just as a little insert here, um, we want to sow into your lives. And these podcasts, um, Family Mission, is something that we want to put into the soil of your heart. And we want there to be good, good um, harvest that comes from it. And we just want you to know, you know, these podcasts are available. Obviously, you've clicked on here today, but you can also um, send us a direct um, prayer request, a, a, a direct praise report. You can send us questions, um, and you can do all of that by emailing us at spellmanministries at gmail.com. Calm. That's, That's right. right. You can also check out our website, Spellman Ministries, S P E L L M A N Ministries dot org. All information's on there as well to get Great in contact resources. with our emails on mm-hmm. there if you didn't you know if you didn't catch email. But you think about that. This is this truth, you know, all these the podcasts, the time spent, the conversations. We have a weekly devotion that goes mm-hmm. out on Monday. Yeah, we do. You can sign up for that. Um as well on on our website. And it's because these things, they're not just, you know, a, a Spellman thing. You know, no. obviously that's the family in which, you know, I got my name from. Um, but we're all in the kingdom. Yes. And the Bible says we are all heirs. Yes. And inheritors. So there's an inheritance we all have for our families. Together. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and because the Lord highlights different things in all of us. You know, we all have different things that the Lord maybe might help us to focus on. That's maybe right. he's he's got you focused in an area of business or he's got you focused in an area of of music or whatever the thing is or education, whatever the the area that you really feel a passion for mm-hmm. that you really, you know, I heard it said if something really gets under your skin, that's probably an area that you are gifted to deal with. You know, if, if something, you know, is that, you know, creates Again, you know, out of the heart, you, yeah. you, you <laughs> yeah. see something there like that just needs to be fixed. Maybe that's something that the Lord has placed in you. Mm-hmm. Go into prayer. Take some time. Say, hey, Lord, what can I do about this? Mm-hmm. What can what can how can I partner with heaven? How can I partner with you? And how can I partner with your body mm-hmm. to, to make a solution mm-hmm. to this problem? Because this is something that I think needs to be fix and that's what we want to do with this yes. these podcasts they're resources for you they're available for you to to dig into to to help your family to make yeah. your family a better environment and more successful yeah so pay attention to your heart and as we kind of move towards a wrap up here today um, Luke's account now this parable is told by Matthew uh, Mark and Luke they all r- record you know instances of this and I love that because 
the gospel writers may emphasize different facets of it. It's kind of like if you, if like my wife comes home, you know, from a shopping excursion with the ladies, you know, and say, how'd the day go? And, and all the ladies are saying, ah, we did this, how we did that. And each one may highlight a different part of the day. One might talk about the restaurant they ate lunch at. One might talk about the Matthew, new pair Mark, of shoes. Luke, John. Now we have all these different views of the same truth. Same mountain, Brother Hagen used to teach us that, that every mountain of truth can be looked at from different sides of the mountain, but Whoa. it's still the same mountain. And so this parable here is in Luke 8, same one we were reading in Mark 4, and it's also Matthew 13 if you want the other references. But I like particularly Luke eight fifteen because we're talking about... I want to be good ground for the Word of God. Yes. And this, what I'm getting ready to highlight here is a huge help to improving not only a marriage dynamic, a family dynamic, really any relational dynamic where we're stewarding our heart, which is every relationship. So it's <laughs> Luke eight fifteen in the in the King James, it says, but that which fell on the good ground... So somebody just declare, I'm good ground. I'm good ground. <laughs> that which landed on good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it. That means they protect it, guard it, like we referenced in, in Proverbs 4.23, and bring forth fruit with patience. Ooh. So a couple things there. Obviously, patience is a huge part of allowing what is from God to grow in our life. But really important is that first thing says, those who receive in a good and honest heart. So honesty is such a huge part of stewarding our heart. Yes, it is. And I'm going to read it from the Passion because I, I really enjoy how it says it as well. And of course, this is a Passion translation, not or paraphrase, not translate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Paraphrase. Paraphrase, not translation. This is the passion um, paraphrase, and it's not a translation. It's just a paraphrase, but I really like it. It says, The seed that fell into good, fertile soil mm. represents those lovers of truth <laughs> who hear it deep within their hearts. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. This is a seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. Amen. So how we respond to the word of God is largely based on our everyday life. How truthful are we? How, are we lovers of truth? I love uh -oh. what the passion. Are we lovers of truth? Jesus, when he was getting ready to go to Calvary, was talking to Pilate, and the conversation was going about, are you a king? Because that's why he was getting crucified. It wasn't a religious deal. It was a, a threat to Caesar. I mean, you know, like, are you a king? I mean, and Pilate was there as the governor representing Caesar, and, and Jesus said, well, you of a truth, you said this, and for this reason I came, and that's to bear witness to the truth. And I love this. He said then, those who are of the truth, those who are lovers of mm -hmm. truth, will hear my voice. So if we're going to hear from God and if we're going to have God's word growing in our life and we're, our families, our marriages, our homes are all going to benefit from the word of God, then we have to be lovers of truth. We have to be lovers of honesty. And that's going to produce clear hearing in our heart. What is God saying? Mm -hmm. What is God speaking? But it starts at the base level how am I good ground for the Word of God? How am I good ground, you know, so that the right thing grows in my marriage, the right thing grows in my family, the right thing grows even financially in my life and my vocation and calling? 
I got to steward my heart. And one of the first places I look is, am I being honest with myself? Am I being honest with people? And am I being honest with God? And I'll just add this. Scripture also says the truth, you will know the truth, mm-hmm. and the truth will set you free. Free. Amen. So truth is not a bad thing to look at. Right. And being honest with ourselves, being honest with our spouse, being honest with our family members, it is the truth that sets us free. Amen. And when when truth is revealed, freedom comes. So um, I just I like the way that that just and and so maybe as we wrap up here, let's let's look at First John one nine because being truthful is that's what repentance is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's facing the truth not from a shamed place, not from a guilty place, because the blood of Jesus was shed to lift the shame, remove the guilt, and the condemnation. Yet we still have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with those maybe we've hurt, um, even if it's just, you know, whatever you're going through. So here's a very redemptive verse, First John 1, 9. I love this. First uh, John 1, 9. I'll pull it up here. It says, if we confess our sins, in other words, if we're honest, honest, honest with ourselves, honest with God, and like James 5 says, confess your faults one to another. Mm-hmm. Pray for one another that you may be able to know. That's honesty. Them who are spiritual, it says in another section of the New Testament, build one another up in gentleness and strength. Mm-hmm. In other words, if someone falls among you, gather around them. Yeah. Galatians yeah. 6, it says, fulfill yeah. the law of Christ, restore it with the restore. spirit of weakness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Galatians uh, 6 is, literally is the law of Christ. It's how we handle people. It's how we handle people that are hurting and fallen and, and so forth. So there's this honesty with God. There's honesty with others. And it says, he, that's referring to God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Praise the Lord. There's always a lifeline out there. There's that's always right. a hand up, a hand out um, that God is, you know, just like Peter, when he... The most amazing miracle to me in the New Testament, he began to sink. You know, <laughs> walked on the water. And some people think that's a miracle, but to me, a miracle is how do you begin to sink? But anyway, <laughs> yeah. he began to sink, and Jesus reached out his hand. And so maybe you're out there today and you just feel like you're sinking, you're kind of things are going in the wrong direction. Hey, don't be shamed, don't be guilted, be encouraged today. There's a hand mm-hmm. reaching out to you, it's the hand of Jesus, and it's a hand of love. And yeah, it takes honesty. It takes it takes a very transparent heart to be honest with others, honest with God. But know that through that honesty and that openness, your heart becomes a good heart for the Word of God and for redemption and for God's plan and purpose and healing for your life. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. So we want to thank you for being a part of today's conversation. Thanks for just kind of pulling up that proverbial chair. Exactly. The proverbial that. table. <laughs> Dan, I saw Dan, I, saw, I threw that word out there, and Dan goes, what? he Googled proverbial. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen Dan have to Google a word. He normally well, has no, like the thesaurus. I was looking for an extra definition of it, and then it's resembling a proverb. That's oh. what the new, because it's not just relating to so it. It resembles a proverb. <laughs> 
resembles a proverb. I just I thought that was funny. Oh, so you so our story. That's right. Uh, resembles know, a proverb. Resembles Life is just story. made up of stories. Yeah. Life is made up of stories. And if you live in a preacher's family, it's all made up of you'll, proverbs. You'll see things. You go, oh, that'll preach. <laughs> yeah, it's all made up. Oh, of put that on a pillow. Put, or that, put that on, on a pillow. pillow. That's my favorite saying. <laughs> and you got to put it on a t-shirt. That, that's a really good one. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. We really, really enjoy having you guys here listening, joining yes. in. Again, to get in contact with us, check out the website. Check out the description of the podcast below. It has all the information you could ever need. Mm-hmm. So check that out. And we always like to leave everyone who listens with the blessing because God's right. for you. The Lord bless you. The, the Lord, Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Shalom.